Thank you for the opportunity to come and be here on our fourth anniversary as we uh, share together. I want to invite you to take your Bible and go to Psalm 40, and we'll read the first three verses in just a moment. Now, we're kind of turning things around today. It's always good for Baptists to repent and turn and go the other way. So uh, normally I'm preaching uh, over at the Pensacola campus, and you're seeing me uh, on these screens. Well, today we're turning that around, and I'm preaching here, and I'm supposed to be on the screens over at the Pensacola campus. And uh, if I'm not on the screens at the Pensacola campus, we'd be looking for a new director of communication this morning. But uh, we believe all will go well, and it'll be a good day uh, as we turn that around. So let me say to those that are on our Pensacola campus, welcome. Delighted that you are here. Uh, I'm normally there, but I am here on the Warrington campus today and glad that you are in your place. And uh, just trying to let you get a little taste of what we do here week to week. Uh, in the way that we do this uh, two-campus uh, situation. And for those of you on the Warrington campus today, welcome. Glad that uh, you are here on this good and glorious day as we celebrate uh, this four-year anniversary uh, doing this work in this place. Well, I've come with a message in my heart today entitled, A New Song in Warrington. Psalm 40, David, the king of Israel, David the shepherd boy, uh, David the man who had been a great sinner and God raised him up, David uh, a man going after God's heart of course wrote many of the Psalms and we believe this 40th Psalm comes out of the heart and pen of King David. Listen to what he says in Psalm 40 verses 1, 2, and 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined to me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the pit of destruction and out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock, making my footsteps firm. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. We are made to sing. You are made to sing. Some of you say, well, Pastor, you, you never checked out my construction. I'm, I'm not made to sing. Well, yes, you are. You may not be made to sing on the platform. You may not be made to sing a solo. And I've sat by some of you, and you're not made to sing a solo, all right? And some of you sat by me, and I'm not made to be uh, the soloist. But we're all to have a song within our soul. David speaks about that. We are made to sing. That's why nations, all the nations, have an anthem. We have one. Canada has one. Uh, nations have a song. We, we are meant to sing. The branches of the military have their hymn, their song, and they sing that song. Colleges have a song, and they sing that song. Well, we as believers are to have a song within us. Matter of fact, the very stars of creation sing. Psalm 38 and verse number 7 tell us that uh, those stars in the beginning, they sang this song together. And we find that, as Job said, that in creation, God caused the stars to sing. When you read Exodus, go to the 15th chapter, 
They've just come out of the wilderness or come out of Egypt into the wilderness and they're going to cross that sea. After they cross the sea and Pharaoh's army has been uh, destroyed, Moses writes a song. It's saw in Exodus 15. He talks about the horse and the rider have been thrown into the sea. God is given victory. You ought to read through that 15th chapter of Exodus, and you'll hear that song coming out of the heart and life and pen of Moses and the people of God sang together that song. Well, we're made to sing, but now listen to me, beloved. You can lose your song. I've met many people lose their song, and churches can lose their song. That's what happened to this church. Warrington lost its song. This week I received a letter, a note from a lady, and I've received so many uh, cards and letters during this Pastor Appreciation Month that uh, just uh, have them stacked up. Matter of fact, I've not read them all yet. I have a stack, and I'm reading two every day. And I just take a couple, and I read them and put them over. You know, if you read them all at one time, this kind of puts it all together. But I read these, and boy, God brings me a word. Well, I got a note this week from a former member of the Warrington Church. She said, and I quote, I was a member of Warrington Baptist Church from 1966 until 2008. And it broke my heart to watch the decline. But she said, now I have come home to Pensacola and I'm a member at the Pensacola campus of Olive Baptist Church and it thrills my soul to see the rejuvenation of the old Warrington a new song is born. We can lose our song. I, I'm telling you, the Pensacola campus of Olive could lose its song. Other churches lose their song. We lost our song here, but thank God he's given us a new song. Amen? He raises up a new song and births that within our soul. We can sing a new song. David sang a new song. He had lost his song. David sinned and went away from God, and yet God put a new song within his heart. That's why he wrote Psalm 40. He's put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Not only did David sing a new song, but Warrington is singing a new song. Well, you're in this room today, or you're on the Pensacola campus today. Maybe you've lost your song. Not only churches lose their song, I, I'm here to tell you individuals can lose their song you you wander away from God and no longer do you sing the songs of Zion but you've become fleshly and self-centered and there's just no joy no song within your soul well I want us to look at that praise that God gave David this morning and then I want to give an invitation and I'm going to invite some of you that have been visiting on this campus here at Warrington. I'm going to invite you to come and give your heart and life to Christ today. I invite you to join this church. Our pastors will be standing here, and I'll be here. And you come at that invitation time. On the Pensacola campus, I'm going to invite you. Sean will be giving that invitation. As he gives that invite, and you come and give your heart and life to Christ. Join your heart with our church. We had Discovering Olive last Sunday night. Some people from the Warrington campus were there, the Pensacola campus. We came together, and we saw people give their heart heart and life to Christ we saw people join the church 
that, that God raises up new folk. And we need a, a, a fresh stream of new people coming into this fellowship that meet right here in Warrington. And that's part of the new song as we write new stanzas, new stanzas, and new stanzas, new verses of the song. And you will be singing. And as you sing, we will sing together. As we come to that invitation, notice three things out of this text with the pastor this morning. First of all, I want to show you what I call praise God for despair, for the despair that was in David's life. Notice it in verse number one. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. Two things that have to be in our despair. Number one, there must be submission. Uh, Here David said, I waited. Hear me, friend. Stop struggling and start trusting King Jesus to be the Savior and Sovereign of your soul. Begin to wait on Him. Don't wait on others. Wait on God. Here David said, I waited patiently for the Lord. I I was in a mess, but I waited. Oh, God, come. Oh, God, come. Not only was there a submission, but there was a petition. And he says in verse number one, he inclined to me and he heard my cry. Friend, if you'll cry out to God, I'm here to tell you, God give you a new song today. You wait and submit and then cry out unto him. David, uh, Paul said it in Romans 10, 13, those that will call out unto the Lord, he will hear your voice and he will answer. You remember Peter when he got out of that boat and he's walking on the water in the 14th chapter of Matthew and he's walking and then then all of a sudden he gets his eyes off Jesus and bubbling up, he went down, down. He starts to sing and he cries out, Jesus, save me. And the Lord reaches. Dear friend, if you'll cry out to him this morning, I'm here to tell you he'd save you. You come to despair. You come to the end of your rope. It was 15 years ago I was first invited to this campus. There's a group of about 40, maybe 50 that were meeting here at that time. They invited me. We're downstairs in Fellowship Hall. I'll never forget it. And as we met and talked, I laid out a plan of what we would be willing to do in uh, coming and partnering with the Warrington family. Well, at that time, there was a gentleman who was sort of the leader. Uh, Every church has a leader, not always the pastor. Matter of fact, there'll be a lay leader. Uh, We have them on both campuses here. Thank God for it. That man looked at me that day and he said, Pastor, thank you, but we will not be doing what you're talking about. And I said, well, thank you very much. I said, I I didn't ask to come. You invited me and I'm just telling you what I'd be willing to do. And he said, well, thank you, but we're not ready to do that. Fast forward 10 years and that man is dead and gone to heaven. The 40 is down to 12, 15. They called again. And I shared what I'd do. And the gentleman who was the lay leader then, he just took my hand and said, we're willing to do that. We're ready. They had come to despair. They were down to just a little handful. And things were desperate. You see, 15 years ago, they'd not gotten desperate. They'd just gotten bad. 
But you got to get past bad to desperate. And when it got desperate, they said, we're willing. And so that group, thank God for them. They reached said, we're, we're willing to do that. I wasn't looking for another campus. Man, I, I, I couldn't keep the one I had running. Man, I'd go into the ER more times than I'd think about. You know, just trying to make things happen and go forward. And I said, Lord, I'm not looking for that. But God said, I want you to do that work. And so we came over here about five years ago, and we began to look. And Sean Pillay was a part of our team then. His first day was when we came here. His first day. Sean had been a planner and a revitalization man with the North American Mission Board, and God sent him here. I believe God sent him for several reasons. One of the reasons is for Warren. I'll never forget, we walked up and down this aisle right here. We, many of us, we, we were here. And, and Sean and I walked up and down this aisle, and others were here, and we, we prayed, Oh, God, what would you have us do in, in this place? And so out of desperation, we shut down the church, and then four years ago, we got ready. And I remember that group. Came together, and I, I have a picture still in my office, my hand. I'm, I'm, I have my hand up like this, praying the blessing of God on a, on a core group, we called it. And some of you were a part of that. And some came, and God moved. Some came, and they died. And some moved on. And, and yet there's a core that stayed. And now many others have come to join that. And, and God's flourishing. it. And I tell you what's happening. Bless God, there's a new song going on over here. We're, we're singing together. We, we haven't sung all the stanzas we're going to sing yet, but bless God, we're singing together a song that God brought, and it always is birthed out of praise in despair. We come to the end of ourselves so we can come to the beginning of Holy God. And that's exactly what we've watched happen in this place. Perfect goodness. No, I didn't know what we was doing. Like I said, I, didn't, I wasn't looking for another campus. I didn't want to do this. You know, you don't have to want to for it to be right. Amen. You don't even have to agree with the will of God for it to be the will of God. But you must submit to the will of God in order to do the will of God. Praise God for the despair that came in David's life. But secondly, I want you to notice that, that he gave praise for God for the deliverance that came in his life. Notice in verse number two, he brought me up out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock, making my footsteps firm. Out of the pit, out of the miry clay. This is a picture of where they trapped animals. They would dig that pit, they would put something, that animal would fall in, and they'd have dinner. That thing be my couldn't get out. But not only that happened to animals, but David said it happened to him. You see, friend, when you fall into the pit, then there is the guilt of sin. Some of us sit here today, sin in our life and, and guilt. We are guilt-ridden. It is on us. We can't get it off of us. No counselor can help us. And sin is heavy. But not only is there the guilt of sin, there's the grip of sin. That's the miry clay. You find yourself just sucked down into the miry clay and you can't get it off. It's like a tar pit. You, you can't get up, you can't get out. But God reaches and restores. He takes us out of the pit now, the miry clay, and causes us to come up in deliverance. 
That's what happens to an individual. It also happened to a church. The old Warrington family was in a pit. It was in a downward spiral. And let me tell you, Ted Trailer didn't do it. Mike Dimmick didn't do it. John Lowe didn't do it. God Almighty raised this church back up where it needed to be. No man could do what only God could do. Amen. Bless his name. He is the God of deliverance to raise up a, a place that looked like it might cave in and fall and stay in the pit. But God said, no, I got a new plan. I got a new song. And he raised us up. I will never forget some of the old-timers, the core that was of the core of the core that was here, that came out, that had been here staying to the end. I remember them saying, Pastor, we've not heard the cry of children in a long time. If you want to hear the cry of children, go back here in the back. I, I always do it. I did today. I always walk through there and look in. And I hear the cry of the children. Let me tell you, if a church is not hear the cry of the children, it'll soon hear the cry of death. Because you must raise up the next generation. Somebody's got to work in that preschool. Somebody has to say, I'm not going to be in here every Sunday. I go back there and I'll get in the floor uh, with kids. <laughs> I remember a few years ago, well, many years ago now, the Olive Church gave me a sabbatical and I went off and I was gone three or four weeks. I came back the last Sunday, and I snuck into church. I didn't tell anybody I was there. And what I did is I went down, and I worked in the nursery. And so I went back there, and they stuck me in a rocking chair. They put a baby on this leg and a baby on this leg, and I was just a rocket. I was just a rocket. Those got dirty, they took them off, changed them, brought me two more. Now it's a rocking. Well, I just kept rocking, rocking. The minute I, I kind of looked up at the clock, it said 12.13. I'll never forget it. The preschool director came walking by and said, Keep rocking, Pastor. Said, Don't be looking at the clock. Sometimes that guy just keeps on preaching in there, and as long as he preaches, we just got to keep on rocking. <laughs> I said, Lord, if you'll help me, I'll get on time from now on. I, I, I felt a burden. I felt a pressure. Somebody's back there doing the work. Thank God for the cry, the cry of the next generation. Amen. And the old timers said, thank God for the cry of the children for vacation Bible school once again, for children's camp. Amen. Then we don't even have the new song of children. We have the new song of young people. Hallelujah for, for you. Then the new song of praise in this group with Jamie uh, that, that's up here today and the praise of, of God's people that are in this place and then to see people saved and salvation to come through that baptistry. I shared with Mike the other day. Uh, last Sunday I was talking, maybe you heard me, uh, when I gave those necklaces to those uh, Karis house ladies. That amethyst means not drunk. <laughs> and they need to never be drunk again. And I got to preaching a few weeks ago, and I hollered. I said, ah, oh, with the God we had somebody in the jewelry business get saved. Make these things for me. And a master jeweler walked up to me after church. Said, Pastor, I, I'm not a member, but I come every Sunday. 
and I'll do that for you. He made those. Matter of fact, he made me five more this last week, brought them to me. But that wasn't the best work he did. He said, I got a guy with a military background. He's got two daughters. And he said, I've taken him as far as I can go. He said, I need a professional. <laughs> he didn't call me. He called Brother Mike because of that military connection. Mike led him to the Lord, and he stood right here in this baptistry and made a picture and baptized that man, those two girls. They may be in this service. I don't know, but I saw them last week at Discover All. I made that picture, and I showed it in St. Louis the other day at an evangelism rally where I was preaching. I said, this is what you do. One brings another, brings another, and if they need help, we disciple. And they, let me tell you, the new song is when people walk through that water. Hallelujah. That's the beginning of the new song, and we must have the deliverance from the pit and the miry clay. And let me tell you, friend, if you're in the pit today, God will save you if you call unto him. God will do for you what he did for those three, and he will do for this church family what he did for them. May God raise Warrington up out of the pit and the miry clay and take us to where he wants us to go in doing the work of evangelism and discipleship. Thank God for Calvary and Jesus reaching and saving to the uttermost. There is the praise of God for our despair. There's the praise of God for our deliverance. But now listen to me, church. There's the praise of God for our direction. Now listen. In verse number 2, he said, He set my feet upon a rock, making my footsteps firm. If you read the King James Version there, it says, He establishes my goings my goings, the way that I should go. When you read the Word of God over in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 10, the Bible says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we should do what? Walk in them. We are to walk in them. We're His workmanship. And here He has established our going. Listen to me, if you're on that Pensacola campus today, on this Warrington campus, you must find the path of God, you must follow the path of God, and you must finish the path of God. We started this work four years ago. There were some who said, the path of God is for me to come, and they did. We asked them to commit to a year. They did. And some of them re-up, not all. But they finished what they committed to. And then some said, I'll commit to more. And then God brought new people. And then brought others. And God brought us together to find the path of God. And when we find the path of God and follow the path of God, we must finish. Listen, we're not done here yet. We got a lot to do. Brother John said it a while ago. We're just getting started. There's more work to do in this place because the Bible says in verse number three, when he put that new song in our heart, many, many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. What is the path for Warrington? Number one, first and foremost, is the base at NAS. That's what God birthed in my heart. He put us less than a mile to the front gate of Naval Air Station, Pensacola. 
Boy, everybody knows it. Everywhere I go, people ask me about that. I had a text this morning from a guy who said, Woo! Man, we had a great day yesterday. The blues were flying in our town. We went over there and we saw it, and it was great. I texted him back. I said, Lord, have mercy. I said, we see that every day of our life. I said, get over yourself. I said, come down here and see us. I'll take you to lunch, and we'll sit out there on the bay. We'll watch them practice. I said, when you just see that once every night. You know, and that, that's the glitter, but that's not the bay. The base, new people coming in, going out. God sent us a man in Mike Demick to go on that base. My friend, that's hard work. When this church was thriving, a pastor could drive out there and just visit any time he wanted to. I used to could go down there and do a funeral, but now, man, you you got to give a card. And, Blood test. Uh, you, you got to let them take your grandchild hostage before you can go on the base, and they hold it and give it back to you. When, not really, but you know, I mean, it's tough to get on there. It's hard work. But God put us here. This week, the President of the United States took a transgender man who now says that he is a woman made him an admiral the fires of contention burn and I'm telling you they burn with the fires of hell it's in that mess that we got to do this ministry and it's for a young man or a woman coming onto that base away from home maybe for the first time and a guy like Mike's able to walk in Share with them. Let me tell you, Jesus loves you. And now we've sent out, was it 78? I think you guys have prayed over and sent out from this place to go around the world. You know, the greatest thing about sending them as missionaries is Joe Biden has to pay for it. <laughs> Amen. Well, not really. He doesn't really pay for it. You pay for it because you pay your taxes, but... The government pays the bill and sends them around the world. Amen. If we'll win them and disciple them and send them, that is our path. We must never forget what God's put us here for. The great days of this church were always military days. And we must rise like a zephyr again in order for that to happen. Amen. We, we go to the base, but we don't just go to the base. God's put us here for a second reason. That is to go to the streets. Go to the streets that are out here. The west side is not like the east side. The west side of Pensacola is different. You come over here, there, you, you, you can look on one side of the street and see a multi-million dollar deal in poverty across the road. You go down that water line and big houses, you go across the street very far. But then all out in here, there are new pockets of subdivisions rising up, rising up, rising. God's put us here, not just for the base, though I believe that to be primary. He's put us here for the streets. New subdivisions. John Lowe keeps a running tally in his pocket all the time of how many people's come uh, from one certain place that he has on his heart over here. I can't even remember the name of the subdivision. 
But, but he says we ought to have an X number of them, a percentage, and when we do, we'll see the, I'm telling you, that's why we're here. That's why we're here, to go to the streets. Never stop going to the streets. There are people all around us, and they're here, and we must go. But not only the streets, we've got to go into the schools, the schools. There's been some real tough schools over here, been some failing schools. Friend, if you think it's hard to get on the base, you ought to try to get in a school to do ministry. This coming May, I will have graduated from high school 50 years ago. My 50th graduation reunion. I can't wait to go to that. I got marked on my calendar Friday night at a basketball game. I'm going to watch all them old people come walk in that gym. <laughs> Two weeks ago, I was invited back to Pisgah High School where I graduated. The principal... I graduated with his daddy. Now this friend of mine's son is the principal. He invited me to come speak to the school. Sixth through twelfth grade. Just a little 2A school, but that's a lot of kids. He said, I'll put them all on one side of the gym. Preacher, you come, you speak to them about Pisgah Pride. I said, now, you know I'm a gospel preacher. I said, so build me some walls. He said, come tell your story. I said, Okay. You see, my story is the Jesus move. My story is revival of the 1969, 70, and 71. God changed my life. So I went in there and spoke to them. I took 30 minutes and I shared. And I used the J word in hallelujah. <laughs> I used it with the C word, Jesus Christ. I shared my story how Jesus Christ changed my life, changed our basketball coach's life. But now if you think you can just get in any school today and do that, no, sir. Matter of fact, you can't even get past the principal's office. But you got to go in, give a card, and your driver's license, and they'll ask you who you are. What are you doing here? It's tough to get on the base. It's tough to get in a school. But Jesus has got ways to get you in there. And listen, if you win a sophomore to Jesus, the sophomore can go in any time. Students, that's what you got to do is raise them up. If you hadn't heard me, sophomore is my favorite word in the English language. Amen, it's my favorite word. Sophomore is two words you put together like a nut on a boat. Sophia is the front end, means wisdom. The back end is moros. It means just what you think it does. Moron, all right? A sophomore is a wise fool. Well, you just raise up a wise fool and send them in there. And I'm telling you, sophomore will share Jesus. Because they don't know any better. They become a junior. They think they're smart. But sophomores, they'll tell the gospel story. Hallelujah. We need to be winning those kids. Raise them up. Send them into school and support them a thousand different ways. We've got to get in these schools. You've got to go in, uh, take goods and food and uh, backpacks and all that stuff. They'll let us in to give stuff. But I'm telling you, every now and then you'll hook one and, and you'll send those kids in. We must touch these schools. We must touch them on the west side of the city. We touch the base, we touch the streets, but now listen, we got to touch the region. we got to touch the region of Pensacola. The Pensacola campus is a regional church. We reach out wide because of numbers, but we must touch this region. There are dying churches over here that need our encouragement. 
There's a preacher down the street that he don't know if he's going to make. We, they're liberal. They don't believe what we, that doesn't mean we shouldn't love them. You go in, you share with them. Because you never know. <laughs> they may be about to give you a campus. We don't do it for that. But if they can't raise it up, God may use us to do it. And we need to be encouragers of raising these churches that are hurting and saying, hey, God did it here. He can give you a new song too. We need to touch the region that is all around this place with businesses. And I'm going to go out on a limb right here and I'm going to share something I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm about to do it anyway. The first time I was here, the first time, before I got in my car, I walked across the street in this machine shop that was over here. I don't know if it's still there or not. Is it still going? I walked in there and tried to share Christ with those men. And let me tell you, if, if you just want to get cancer, just go in there. I mean, it's blue with smoke, all right? I mean, it's a huffing and a puffing. I thought I need some kind of mask to wear in here. That's where we got to go. Man, I, I love to, I'd wave at them, I'd see those guys. But I, I hadn't been in there now in two or three years. I need to stop back in sometime, see how those guys are doing. I know you guys know them, but I, I don't. But it's into those old businesses and brand new businesses that we must take the gospel to the region the region hear me Warrington campus hear me Pensacola campus if, if we will sing a new song if we'll just sing the song of Zion God will raise up a church that can touch a region with the gospel it's happening already and it will continue to happen if we'll sing our song if you got a song this morning do you have a song Listen, I'm, I'm going to pray a prayer. And after I pray this prayer, then Sean Pillay on the Pensacola campus is going to come give the invitation. And, and after I pray, then I'm going to give an invitation here and ask the Lord's favor on you this morning. So let's pray together. Sean will take that invite. I'll take this invite, and we'll see what God might do. Pray with me right now. Father, I thank you today for the new song that you put in our soul. And I pray, God, that if there are people on this campus, other campus, that have lost their song, I pray they'll sing of the mercies of the Lord this day. Have your way in my heart and every heart, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.